0: of the proton pack podcast i'm chris and with me always is the bumblebee to my optimus prime tony say hey tone one shall stand one shall fall why throw away your <laughs> Hi guys, how are you?
1: sorry the soundboard got really big and i couldn't shrink it so that's it, it messed me up so <laughs>
0: But uh, Tony is here, and it wouldn't be a a Proton Pack podcast without uh, a few technical issues. But, uh, you know, I think we've got things dialed in. Things are looking good. Streams coming across well. Sounds
1: good. Well, hi, guys. Episode 46. We are here. We are live. It is Sunday night. We finally have a Sunday night show happening. Uh, Thanks to all that's tuning in. That would be the boys your sons are they live. are Watchers. hi guys uh, bella lacy our fans okay feel free to chime in on the uh on the uh, the video below as you guys are watching ask us questions we'll be on facebook to to if answer.
0: if you're on youtube we won't see any of those questions okay so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay
1: specify that on the on the book of the face there
0: you go all right tone well, let's start out the thing the way. Wow, it has been a while. Let's start out the it's way been we a while normally since do. Since
1: we've done a podcast <laughs>
0: with our shameless, shameless plugs. Plug time? That's it.
1: Shameless blood time. Better than these
0: hills, that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat
1: gather coffee beans every morning.
0: Yeah. Bloody fool. And if uh, you see Tony look away every once in a while, it's probably because he's just answering people on that Facebook page. All right, as far as shameless plugs go, the first one is what I talk about uh, each and every week, which is my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders. And uh, we pull dogs from kill shelters out in the rural areas, bring them up here to uh, the Reno area, find them homes, give them a second chance at life. And uh, we've got a couple dogs that need homes oh, oh, oh. no
1: see i'm telling you i'm trying i'm using a dinosaur ipad here to answer questions and this thing, you just
0: got to turn the volume down manually well, it's down now all right.
1: But right i'm having issues getting it to stay in one spot so i can answer the questions so uh bear with me and uh, we'll get it. i should just use my phone for that portion right. of it my phone's so much faster that thing's a junker clunker from 2013 so
0: and while tony's trying to figure that out uh just talk a little bit more about rough riders um we've got two dogs that need homes bubba and mickey uh need to be (laughs) not that mickey (laughs) that's
1: mickey the dog he needs a home
0: Probably best to solo dogs in a home, but uh, if you are in the northern Nevada, northern California areas, uh, reach out, let us know um, if you're interested, and you can find out more information at roughriders.org or on our Facebook page Rough Riders Saves. Uh, so that's Rough Riders. Tony, you do a little thing every Sunday, probably coming every up here Sunday, in a couple hours.
1: Yeah, in a couple hours I'll be uh, doing the movie segments with Jimmy Jones on Pop Culture Kaboom Radio on 95 uh, 4, 7, <laughs> PM. See Jesus. This is just a train wreck, man. I'm tired. I've been I just got back from South Dakota, but you can check us out Pop Culture Kaboom. Radio show, Uh, Jimmy does, uh, he talks everything from uh, comic books, toys, TVs. Um, I think he's got dead dollies on tonight. If you're into those guys, that's his guess. Um, But you can... live stream anywhere in the world so um that is knvc.org
0: knvc is
1: knvc so check them out um, um we'll be there doing that tonight covering some uh really awful trailers tonight so that'll be fun do that every <laughs> sunday so check that out proton or up. pop culture boom i'll get with it i promise <laughs> uh, i'm off to a bad start today. you
0: don't have any uh, princess yum yum with you do you no, just one. I'm
1: just really tired and uh, Kirkland Signature Water. Costco <laughs> plug, Costco plug.
0: There you go. Uh, one other shameless plug that I wanted to add to this is here in Reno, I've started doing a daily radio show called Reno Tahoe Tonight Rocks, all about local rock music, national rock music, uh, album rock and b-sides from Uh, bands that you may know and love and it is podcasts so you can go to uh reno tahoe tonight show on facebook or you can go anywhere you get podcasts look it up and uh it's a it's fun for road trip music uh which i discovered when going down to see the boys last weekend
1: oh very good very good yeah it's um your show's awesome i also have to chime in 95.1 fmkmbc.org Paranormal uh Nevada will be the guest tonight. Um, because Jimmy chimed in on that. So sorry, Jimmy, I did fumble that, but we can
0: give, give bad information there, Tone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's kick this thing off the same way do we blah. See seeing that It's it's infectious. I gave it
1: to you. Like we gotta uh, have gosh, we haven't done this in a while.
0: It has been a while. All right. Every week we start off with the TV news. Hit it, Tone. Zing-a. Oh!
1: Dream of the club. <laughs> Hey baby. Let's go, fuck. Excellent. Hail to the king, baby.
0: Yeah, I think those uh, intros need to be next on our list to give a little punch to.
1: Yeah, they need a little updating, that's for yeah, sure.
0: That's all right. All right, our first TV news story uh, for fans of The Goonies. Obviously, we all grew up with The Goonies. My boys recently watched it. Uh, Corey Feldman, Sean Astin, classic, classic 80s movies. He's uh, movie. a
1: crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love the movies.
0: The funny thing is, I've gone back recently and watched it. It is a loud movie. Every yeah. scene is just loud. I guess that means I'm getting old. But, Man,
1: uh you do a uh, rock show. There's yeah. no way.
0: As that relates to TV, um, a Goonies sequel has been in some form of development for a while, but uh, Fox actually just ordered a pilot for a TV series about reenacting the Goonies. Uh, Essentially, it's about a teacher who moves to a small town and they find inspiration in this movie and uh, use, I guess, the lessons of the movie to help inspire, um, you know, an ambitious shot-for-shot remake of one of the students' favorite movies of all times. The Goonies. So uh, if you're a fan of The Goonies, it's not quite a sequel. It's not quite a series based directly on it, but it is something that uh, relates to The Goonies.
1: I wonder if that'll be any good. They've been doing a lot of those on ABC with classic TV shows. They've been doing like, they get modern day actors to just kind of talk about like, I think they did The Jeffersons and something from... You know, the late 70s or 80s. Well,
0: for those, those were live play versions of old sitcoms.
1: Oh, okay. So not doing a live play of this. Okay.
0: No, but uh, it would be awesome if they got maybe some cameos from Sean Astin or Corey Feldman or Josh Brolin, you know, just bring back some of the the characters that we love from it, Um, even though it's nothing, you know, directly related to a a Goonie sequel.
1: My dad's girlfriend played the role of uh, the, the mom from there.
0: Friselli. Hey, what are
1: you doing? Drop on that train.
0: <laughs> Mama Friselli. Mama Friselli, that's it? Right. <laughs> Joey Pants was in it too. Joey Pantalone. <laughs> uh, um, just saw him again in Bad Boys. Oh, yes. Great movie. Great movie. So, uh, yeah, just a little little goony news there. Moving on, uh, we've talked a lot about Kevin Smith and his take on... Masters of the Universe, He-Man, for Netflix. He's a big fan. Uh, you know, we we certainly knew from the beginning that he was going to treat it right, and it is a true sequel to the original cartoon series. Now, as we get more information coming out, it looks like he is adding a huge voice cast, including Mark Hamill, who you know is uh, Luke Skywalker, the voice of Joker. You've got Lena Headey, who was in um, Game of Thrones. Um, Dirty. Steven Root, uh, Diedrich Batter, who uh, did uh, the voice of Batman in a number of the animated series. Um, Boy, you've got Henry Rollins, Alicia Silverstone, Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Tony Todd, Cree Summer. And there's a picture on this of Kevin Conroy, but I don't actually see his name listed anywhere in here.
1: I don't see it listed either. I I see uh, he's got his daughter, Harley Quinn. Smith will be in there. Um yeah it doesn't say yeah, oh no it does it says, oh it, there
0: it is he yeah. is gonna be
1: the voice of merman okay yeah
0: so from batman and to merman
1: has, yeah and alan opperman will be uh the voice of who voiced the original skeletor will be um returning as Mossman. So, all right which, ironically we did an interview with tim from uh the morning saturday morning rewind and um he was he showed us the little action figure so it's kind of funny we just talked about that and did this
0: so. ties in well yeah um buffy the vampire slayer sarah michelle geller is also a voice in this oh, who <laughs> i just kidding
1: that's a hell of a cast man that's a hell of a lineup so it is. Hi, aaron she's now on so that's how i'm going to reply if you guys talk on our facebook page i'm not going to try to reply on this uh, ancient device i'm just going to look down. I'll acknowledge you, I'll say hi, give you a shout out for tuning in to the show. And hi, that, might even, Thanks for watching, buddy.
0: that might even be the boys chiming in under Aaron's account. So
1: Yeah, okay, well hi, boys.
0: She- <laughs> so still no word yet on when the series is coming out, but uh, now that we've got some voice talent behind it, we know it's well into production. Uh, it'll be a nice thing to see once it does come out, especially like you and I, Tone, being big fans of the original series back in the 80s.
1: Yeah, I think with Kevin Smith doing it, I've never, aside from his clerk's, com, you know, clerk's cartoon, which I did enjoy. Um, I got a feeling, you know, if he was a fan of it, he'll be true to the source material since he is a, you know, like pop culture comic book guy. I mean, I think it's going to be entertaining, especially gives Netflix um, just more content that they need in the uh, streaming service wars out there.
0: Yeah, and he's written a number of really well-received comic book series, um, uh, a line of Batman comics, Daredevil. Um, so I think he's going to treat it with the respect it deserves.
1: Yeah, should be good. I think right now, while they're getting ready, since it's going to be a sequel, I think it would be nice if um, Netflix actually streamed the old-school filmation, uh, Masters of the Universe. Even though I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure they're not going to hold up as well today. They don't.
0: They don't. But... but
1: But it'd be nice to kind of have something to go back to, you know, because it was very, uh, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, we loved it as a kid. I still like, I have good memories of it, so.
0: Yeah. All right. Sticking with Netflix and moving on to uh, one of their other majorly popular series, Talking Stranger Things Season 4. We know, spoiler alert, if you watched the end of Season 3, Hopper Disappeared. Did he end up in the upside down? Was he killed by the blast? Nobody knows. Well, a uh, trailer was just revealed of a uh, boy. It looked like a work camp in the middle of like Siberia, Russia, and it's revealed that Hopper is alive and finds himself, oddly enough, in Russia. So, <sighs> Mother Russia, <laughs> Hopper's alive. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I know to, it. I'm looking forward to season four. Um. I think is for the last season or is five? Yeah, this, I- uh, They're gonna wrap it up soon.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's four or five. It's, I wanna say four is the last one, but I'd imagine they're gonna wrap it up soon, which is fine. You know, it's, it's a fantastic series, but you do gotta have an ending to tell the complete story, so.
0: Yeah, and better than running too long. And then, you know, we've talked about it numerous times with The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, which is back tonight. So, see where we pick up tonight.
0: Yep. And uh, the series takes place in the 80s. We've mentioned uh, previously that it looks like each of the episode titles is going to be a play on uh, some X-Men comic books, with the first one being titled The Hellfire Club. So, fun little tie-in for uh, geeks like us. Yes. Yes. All right, and then finally moving on to our last TV story. It is our trailer of the week. Uh, Netflix has just revealed a trailer for a brand new Transformers series. It's called Transformers War for Cybertron Siege. It's going to be a trilogy series, so uh, each season is going to be a different theme. uh, computer animation. Um, Tony just watched it right before we got started here. It looks really good. It's it basically has the emotional story attachment that the Michael Bay movies lacked, um, with some amazing animation. Now my only concern about this is that they've gone with a completely separate voice cast. So you don't get uh, Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime or Frank Welker as Megatron. They sound similar, but not spot on.
1: Yeah, that definitely for someone like you that's a diehard Transformer fan, as well as others out there, it is kind of always harder when you have to watch, you know, the shows that you, that you love with new voice. It's sometimes hard to rap. Because you're used to one way, so.
0: Well, especially considering they brought them back as the voices for the Michael Bay movies, and so you know you get back into that, you know, swing of of hearing those again, and then you know they go a little bit different again. You know, they tried to keep it similar, but but not exact.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get their voices because they were in the video games, like uh yeah. know, War for Cybertron and the Fall of Cybertron, which were great games, and in fact, some of the animation in this trailer like I was telling you when I was watching it, was it looked very similar to the awesome video games that came out a few years back.
0: Yeah, and so for those of you who want to know what this series is going to be about, the uh, synopsis is Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Siege begins in the final hours of the devastating civil war between the Autobots and Decepticons. The war that has torn apart their home planet of Cybertron is at a tipping point. Two leaders, Optimus Prime and Megatron, Both want to save their world and unify their people, but only on their terms. In an attempt to end the conflict, Megatron is forced to consider using the AllSpark, the source of all life and power on Cybertron, to reformat the Autobots, thus unifying Cybertron. Outnumbered, outgunned, and under siege, the battle-weary Autobots orchestrate a desperate series of Counter-Strikes on a mission that, if everything goes somehow right, will end with an unthinkable choice kill their planet in order to save it? Who knows? Ooh,
1: it's gonna be good. (laughs) Looks good.
0: (laughs) So if you want to watch that trailer, it is on our Facebook page. Maybe do it after you watch the show just because uh you know we like you guys watching.
1: Yeah absolutely speaking of watching Nathan and Bill thanks for tuning in you guys appreciate it. So there's your shout I look down. I say hi
0: that's what we do. On the show. <laughs> All right, that does it for TV news. Let's get into the weekend box office report. Hit a tone. Yeah. All right, in this part. weekend. Say that again.
1: This is my favorite part. I like the weekend box office. So it's yeah, fun.
0: it's fun to see what's doing well and to poop on the fun to movies get the fart that. Button ready. <laughs> it's All hard right, funny. Alright, for the second week in a row, Sonic the Hedgehog held on to first place at the box office with an- another $26.3 million, uh, bringing the domestic total over $100 million to 106.6. million. Um, it is now officially the highest opening and highest grossing um, comic, not comic book, video game movie video of video all time. Video game? Okay. <laughs> uh, Tony and I both had a chance to see it. We'll give our review here in just a minute, but uh, it is number one. Number two. Number two, which uh, opened brand new this week, is the PG-rated adventure Call of the Wild with uh, Han, Han Solo and his dog uh, Chewbacca. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> It opened with a 24.8 million based on the classic Jack London novel um, story of a dog named Buck and his Yukon experiences with uh, Harrison Ford's grizzled prospector um, also brought in 15.4 million overseas as well.
1: Yeah. The only beef I have with that movie is they should have just done it with a real dog. Cause that CGI dog sucks. It doesn't it look awful. great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks terrible yeah. for today's standards. Now, I have read reviews. The reviews are pretty good out there on it. Um, I've had some friends post on uh, their social media pages saying it was good. So take it for what it's worth. Um, I won't give it any farts this week other than the CGI dog looks terrible.
0: Yeah. It. Yeah. It looks like as of right now, it's getting about 63% and on Bill, Rotten Tomatoes. We'll
1: tell you if Sonic was any good here shortly. You just yep. through the This really awful segment.
0: It's not <laughs> awful. <segment. laughs> it's informative.
1: It's a very informative.
0: All right. Oh, good for you! In third place was the R-rated DC Comics adaptation *Birds of Prey*, with another seven million in its third weekend, uh, bringing its domestic total to seventy-two point five worldwide at one seventy-three point seven million, uh, and reportedly cost eighty-four point five. So at least it made, it made back its money.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's weird that they haven't listed as *Birds of Prey* because they they had to reboot the movie title to just be called *Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey* because it couldn't just be Birds of Prey and the wonderful emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Right. Um, Because they felt like, oh, well, the title's the reason why it didn't do good.
0: No. It could play a part in it, you know? Obviously, if they led with the name Harley Quinn, you know, the character already existed. She was the best part of a terrible dumpster fire of a movie in Suicide Squad. But- uh, I
1: thought Will Smith was pretty good.
0: He was okay. (laughs) (laughs) but uh we'll give our review of that here in in a minute as well uh moving on in fourth place was a movie i had no idea was even released i just saw the poster when i was at the theater the other day uh the boy 2 opened with 5.9 million which uh son of a bitch (laughs) uh, the first one had was it lauren cohen was she i didn't even
1: know i didn't even know there was a first one (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I watched the first one, but I can't it's remember. The was. Boy? was it called Hans the Boy? N- Brahms. Now it's Brahms.
1: Brahms. <laughs> oh, it's called Brahms?
0: No, so the I was first thinking one...
1: it was called The Boy 1, Hans. And then this one's Brahms, The Boy 2. And I can't wait for the third and filling part of the trilogy. Uh, Franz. Franz. There you Franz. go. Franz. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: was wondering if you were going to go with that. Yes. Um, so this one actually features Katie Holmes, and uh, as Ooh, I look through, buddy, it, sign me up. It was Lauren Cohan in the first one, so uh, something. Was it the
1: kid from Full House? Just like this one, it's got the boy from uh, Fuller House on there.
0: Does it? No. Yeah, he's
1: the kid that plays the boy.
0: Oh no, the boy is all a doll. freaky, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: very so, uh, scary.
0: Yeah. I, I may mean, check it out when it comes to net. Yeah, when it comes yeah, to Yeah,
1: I, I think in uh, on the pop culture kaboom, I gave this a so so or a blah. Um, I think I gave it a blah. I'd watch it at home because of uh, Katie Holmes. And I'm a huge fan of Katie Holmes. This that.
0: might help your decision. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score right now is 11%.
1: Ooh, that. And for those out there that want to know, that is a. It's gonna be a hard pass in theaters for me my friend
0: yep all right fifth place bad boys for life staying strong in the top five opened or uh brought in another 5.8 million bringing its domestic total to 191.7 and worldwide to 391 after six weekends you don't see many movies holding on uh, even in the top 10 after six weeks
1: no man that movie was so good yeah and I took Jesse to see it for a second time. Um, I was going to see it with one of my friends, but she never made time or couldn't have time. So I'll have to just go see it again on my own. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Sixth place, the World War One drama 1917 with 4.4 million. Uh, seventh place, the PG-13 thriller Fantasy Island. Stop uh, playing, its-
1: boss, stop playing.
0: <laughs> which is not the 1970s version that you remember. Um, the boss, let's do a fantasy boss. I wonder if it's any good. I mean, Bloomhouse ah. produced it. What? Well, they've got they've got a pretty good track gosh. record.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know. Let's see.
0: Uh let's see. In eighth place was the Oscar-winning uh South Korean movie Parasite with 3.1 million. It's Everybody Donald keeps Trump's saying favorite movie Who's Donald Trump. Oh,
1: the Trump source. <laughs> yeah, he started a rally here in Colorado and that was what he opened with. Anyone watch the Academy Awards? Awful. awful, awful. Some movie called Parasite One. Awful.
0: <laughs> and if uh, um, t- Tony's freezing hi Robin, up here, I'm Kendra, i yeah.
1: Marie, Jeremy and Karen. Hello.
0: Tony's freezing up a little bit here. I'm looking at his uh, network connection, but, uh, so mine says it's full hopefully don't we don't lose them but uh, i
1: hope not it's uh, flying but i am using dinosaur equipment
0: that's true all right let's see ninth place jumanji the next level another one that's been hanging in there for a while with another three million
1: what is jumanji
0: (laughs) and closing out the top 10 was the pg-13 romance the photograph with 2.8 million
1: Um, just because I didn't get to do this a lot. There you go. I don't know.
0: Next weekend opening up, we have The Invisible Man, which uh, actually looks like a pretty good horror movie.
1: Yeah, that one looks good. That's uh, something we're going to cover on pop culture tonight, and that's, uh, I gave that one a good. I actually do want to see that movie.
0: Okay, and then a trailer that you sent to me last week, you have uh, Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe in a uh, R-rated action comedy called Guns Akimbo. Man, that looks,
1: looks awesome! I'll, I'll share that trailer on our Facebook page, man. It Daniel Rat it's he's been doing some crazy roles post Harry Potter, like he did Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but uh, this Guns Akimbo looks freaking awesome. It's like, uh, it's just a, it's just weird. Just it's, yeah, it. it's like, yeah, it's like he's a video game character. I mean, he's not, but he's got two guns that are like attached to his hands Bolted uh, to uh, his it,
0: hands yeah yeah it
1: Weird. looks like a crazy just awful fun movie
0: yep probably won't do it well at the box office but should probably, be fun to
1: watch probably not but nonetheless still something um i would be interesting in watching
0: yeah so. yeah yep. so real quick let's get into uh, a couple reviews of movies we've seen recently at least since the last time we recorded uh birds of prey being the first one it is a r-rated dc movie uh kind of in the vein of what dc's trying to do like a a deadpool type movie Uh, you have margot robbie who is back as harley quinn you have ewan mcgregor who is uh the black mask the main villain of the movie and uh, a couple other the
1: dark side man yep disappointed in you Obi.
0: (laughs) a couple other actors recognizable actors Uh, mary elizabeth winstead is in it um and I went in and anybody who listens to this show regularly knows that I had zero expectation for this movie. I expected it to be terrible. Uh, the Suicide Squad was an awful, as I mentioned, dumpster fire of a movie um, with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn being one of the better parts they of even it.
1: call her Hottie Robbie.
0: <laughs> that too. But, uh, howdy, Quinn, man. Howdy, quick. And then all of the trailers that started coming out for this, again, I still was very underwhelmed. Went to see it, zero expectations, came out actually very pleasantly surprised. Uh, the acting, the storyline was fantastic. Uh, Ewan McGregor, his role as Black Mask, just flamboyant and over the top. And then the action was killer. The action was really, really good. Um, so I, again, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised with the movie. Definitely worth going to the theater to see. Big action, big sound, big movie. See it in DFX with the Dolby Atmos. And, uh, you know, help it earn some more money. You know, this is a rare hit by a DC Comics movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I liked, I liked uh, Black Mask for sure. He's very Ric flair yeah that's just a plug to get rick's so in but uh i really like the movie too i went in with extreme low expectations we had kind of made fun of the movie coming out on this show like oh god that movie's gonna be awful When it was announced it was like why would you do this movie and then we saw the trailer and it was kind of like mm. then i saw the second trailer and i was really like Oof, be <laughs> but again like you i went in low expectations didn't expect much out of it and um uh, I got to say it was a lot of fun. It was a good story. It was like you said, good action. I like the fact that it was totally R rated. So it's not for the kids. So if you want to ask, should I take my kids to this? No, but yeah. for a nice date night, just getting out there and having fun, it, it would be like a DC type Deadpool. You don't break the fourth wall and you know, it doesn't take itself seriously and it's just a it's a fun movie.
0: Yep. Um, so good. I'm
1: with you. I agree. It's, it's a worth watch in theaters. It was a good DC movie.
0: Get your impression ready. Um, Luckily we had no hot topic, uh, Jared letter Joker in this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Lacey. That Joker sucked. Sucked. Yes. I'm yelling at you. Terrible. Yelling to you, but yeah, that Joker was bad. It was not fun. Um, But I like the fact that, they reference the Joker in the movie, but you never see him. So yeah. just a weird kind of off camera shot of a flashback, but.
0: Which I was good it. with. Yep. Yeah, I'm good. Yep.
1: Let's see, did she reply? Nope, did, did not reply.
0: Not yet anyway.
1: Yeah, so. hi Harmony, thanks for tuning in.
0: <laughs> there is about a 15 to 20 second delay from us talking to what actually goes out on the video. So um, yeah, we gotta give people time to time to respond.
1: Oh, she does. That bed's different. Told you. (laughs) Um, No, that Joker is awful. If you tell me why you think he's good, I'll read your comment on the air. I I don't know. Did anyone else that's watching like that Joker? I I was terrible.
0: Nope. No, I think uh, Lacey's in the minority there. Love you, Lace. All right. The second movie that we're reviewing is another one that, again, went in with low expectations. Actually, took the boys to see it on uh, opening weekend. Go ahead and say the comment tone. I she
1: she said I beg to differ. He was a fun Joker, and he's hot as the Joker. I don't know if he's hot. Like I wasn't. I wasn't all excited <laughs> kind of like mine a little more crazy i guess
0: uh, i i don't think joker has ever been uh in the hot category no <laughs> by Ooh any that minute.
1: joker who that joker he's so hot uh i am getting a call sorry
0: <laughs> my phone's uh,
1: muted but because everything's apple it, uh, there you go technical difficulties welcome back
0: <laughs> all right as I started moving on, I uh, took my boys to go see this next movie. Opening weekend, again, went in with low expectations, especially considering the initial trailer, the constant moving back of the movie, um, You know the way the character looked. We're, we're talking Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the initial trailer that came out, he looked weird. He, he had human teeth. Eyes were small and strange. And uh, the director came out and said, you know what? we're going to fix it, we're going to move the movie back to Valentine's Day weekend and uh, we'll make it right. Um, They made it right. I I think they nailed the design of it. Um, Again, with going in with very little expectations, it was just a fun video game Sonic movie, um, you know, held true to the characters. You know, you didn't have a Dr. Robotnik that was vastly different from the video games. Jim Carrey's role was very much what you're used to in the 90s Jim Carrey, The Mask, and Liar Liar, and Ace Ventura. Oh, cool. <laughs> very over the top, and you know, they, they tied in the canon elements of the game very well. You know, his home world, and um, you know, the Akindas, what Knuckles is part of. Um, you know, spoiler alert, you're gonna see a, a little bit of Tails there at the end, um, teasing the sequel. And, and his, uh,
1: voice, uh, his voice sounded a lot like the video game Tales as well. Yeah, and I thought Ben Schwartz did a great job voicing Sonic. He sounded very close to the video game version.
0: Yeah. James Marsden did great. You know, I, I one of my concerns again was, you know, when you take a, a character or a, a franchise you know and you put them in the real world, like mm-hmm. what Transformers did, you know, trying to make the humans the main characters, it, it doesn't always work. But uh, they found that... That fine line, and uh, you know they they had some fun little Easter eggs too. You know, if you ever watched the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, uh, he loved chili dogs, and in the bar fight scene, he tried a chili dog. Um, a lot of lot of good things there. You know, not a fantastic, great, perfect movie, but I think they treated it really well.
1: Yeah, it was better than Super Mario Brothers from the nineties. That yeah. thing was a pile of poop. Um, I gotta say. Um, i got a question when do we get crash bandicoot the movie um with the success of this it's possible but i i don't know i don't know like, if he's I, a
0: big enough character yeah, to warrant Except a movie quite yet a
1: one. um yeah. i bet we get a new super mario brothers movie before that well which, we
0: are we know where what's coming f-
1: exactly yeah. so
0: yeah, yeah video game movies are, are definitely better than they used to be i mean uh I even early resident evil was, they weren't great movies. They were kind of fun, cheesy action flicks. but I like uh, the
1: real first one, you all could kind of tell it down here. And it had a bitching soundtrack, you know, a lot yeah. of heavy metal, speaking of heavy metal, um, house nine, former vocalist, Nelson N-
0: Nielsen Neil, yeah, it
1: says Nelson
0: <laughs> it's Nielsen.
1: Nielsen. Sorry, <laughs> Neil. I screwed you up there, buddy. Um, and Lacey suggests a Legend of Zelda movie. That would be good.
0: That would be fun. Um
1: hi Sandra, by the way. You're also on. Um, so with Sonic for me, I I'm just gonna tell you a real short story about it before I give you my thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, I'll actually just spoil it. I liked it, thought it was a fun movie, good kid movie, wasn't expecting nothing out of it. Um, like I said, I I thought it was gonna be doomed with the whole uh, original look of Sonic. So I'm glad they pushed it back. And I went really just see uh, Jim Carrey. That was the biggest part was uh, seeing uh, Jim Carrey back to form. And I enjoyed the heck out of it. Now, for my theater experience, it was the weirdest movie theater experience I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> I was feeling a little down on Valentine's Day. Uh, I did not have a family for me. So I went to the local AMC, which by the way, Fort Collins Get a real AMC, man, that thing's a joke. Sorry, we're not sponsored by him, so I don't care. But I went down, saw Sonic, and um, uh, during the movie, you know, you had, it's a kid movie, but it, um, you had kids that were, of course, talking and crying and on their phone, and and that's fine, I, I can block that stuff out. But what it couldn't get past was I'm sitting here, and there's an empty seat here, and then there's this heavier set Asian gentleman just a seat away and as the movie's starting to roll mr juan pablo there we'll call him john pablo because juan was cool um he's sitting there and you know the opening credits you know has the sega and it starts showing all the video games and it's like sega just like the old video games and he's like oh it's the sega movie golden axe was a good game like golden shinobi was good and he's kind of doing I, I thought he was talking to his friend so i didn't think nothing of it but So that goes on. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, Sonic, you little hedgehog, the little troubles you're going to get yourself into. (laughs) He's staring at me. Like, you know, you get that creepy feeling when just like somebody's staring at you. Like you get the feeling somebody's watching you. So I'm watching it. And then I'm like, kind of feel like someone's looking at me. I look over. Sonic, he's the best. He's the best. I'm just like, what the F is wrong with this dude, man? <laughs> I'm a weird guy, but that guy creeped me out. But then later on in the movie, at one point, he's like stretched out over on this seat next to me. He's just like leaning over. Oh, you silly little hedgehog. <laughs> That's tonic right there. So for me, and so then I reply to a to a text and uh, you know, and I'm kind of creeped out by this dude, and I'm looking at my text, and the guy behind me. Gets in my ear and he's like, Put away your phone. Okay, I take my phone out for one sec, which don't do at the theaters. It is rude, but I did it. And I'm okay getting called out, but I'm like, You ain't saying crap to this dude or the kids down there, but me? Okay, so it was a really weird experience. So thanks for sitting through my story. I did a horrible movie review where it took five takes to tell that story. <laughs> um, the other night because my phone kept crapping out. So there you go. Sonic the Hedgehog. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Um, go take a look and go check it out. Well, so. it
0: sounds like you could have gotten yourself a Valentine that evening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they definitely, they listened to the fans for sure. Neil yeah. just put that in. They definitely listened to their fans I'm glad they did it, it. They did it real well because taking a Fictional character put in the human world doesn't always work well, more yeah, times than yeah. not. And um, no, Kendra, I don't get the feeling you guys are watching me. I kind of just, there's no one in the room. So I watch it back and then I'm like, okay, then I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> but in the moment, no, I'm not. So. <laughs>
0: All right. we'll get that, button, right. get that button ready, Tony, because uh, now that we've gone through our box office report, we've done our reviews, let's get into some movie news.
1: We got to dust that button off. I you the Keymaster? master? up, fuzzball. We came, we saw, we kicked it down.
0: This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're going to see some serious shit. Oh, movie time. Movie time. So last, was it last episode? I think it was. Uh, we had announced that uh, Rick Moranis is not reprising his role in Ghostbusters, which is sad. Sad, sad. Uh, it is one of our favorite movies of all time, and everybody's coming back for this. You've got uh, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, um, Harold Ramis to some degree. Uh, unfortunately, he passed on. But Rick Moranis is still a no-go. At least that's the official word. Now, yeah. our I'm
1: hopes... hoping it's going to be like a surprise. Like, that's... hey, he ain't, in it. he ain't in it. And then, oh, just kidding, he was in it.
0: Yeah, and he famously uh, retired from acting years and years ago, um, which is part of the reason he wasn't gonna reappear. Now, with this new news, it gets my hopes up a little bit. Uh, It has been confirmed by Disney that Rick Moranis is returning to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids film series in a movie called Shrunk, and uh, he's gonna be reprising his role as um, Wayne Zielinski, the father, uh, of josh gad's character who uh, was the little kid in the original and uh it's essentially a sequel and a reboot all in one but the most exciting part about it we get rick moranis back
1: yeah i think that's that's huge because he's aside from that uh, cameo where he did as uh, darth helmet on uh the goldbergs he hasn't done any acting due to his uh, wife passing away he retired and uh he, when you look back, he has done so many iconic movies and, and so many iconic roles that, uh, you know, it's always kind of a bummer when uh, they disappear for a while, especially when they tend to bring the franchises back nowadays. You kind of want to see those iconic characters come back. So,
0: yeah. You know, I found, found out something very strange about uh, Rick Moranis. Did you know that he is a Grammy, war- Grammy award winning country music singer?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, no. uh, He goes by the Agoraphobic Cowboy and does like comedy country songs. Really? And they're entertaining. They're, they're worth right. checking out. Yeah. This
1: is where I should have the more, you know, sound button. So I'm just going to give you one of these. Total <laughs> exception, man.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, with any luck, we'll get a... a surprise cameo from Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters, but we do know that he is returning for the movie Shrunk, which is set to arrive in theaters and it won't be a direct Disney plus movie.
1: Yeah. And I agree. Uh, Neil just chimed in too with uh, it's Awesome to him too, that Ghostbusters is coming back um, because uh, he read the synopsis of the script before the female Ghostbusters. So it's cool that, uh, you know, the, the excitement is coming back for that and uh even with honey i shrunk the kids i think i haven't gone back and watched any of them but i think josh gad will be a perfect fit as the older uh son for the movie if it all goes well and yep. uh should be good i'm i'm very excited uh to see him back at it it's always great
0: and uh, i don't know what caused them to lose their minds but you can probably hear the dogs in the background
1: yes. hey welcome to episode 46 the train wreck That's not really a train wreck. There's just fun stuff. Just getting back in the saddle again. Yeah, this is good. And there's a lot of people interaction tonight. So thank you guys so much for uh, watching and taking the time to comment. So Jake, what's up? Thanks for uh, tuning in, buddy. Um, Continue on with your questions. I'll give you guys shout outs. We'll try to answer them
0: in between. And uh, I think uh, Sunday live shows are probably our sweet spot.
1: Yeah, this is definitely good. So it's nice to be back at it. So thanks for watching. I don't know what that whole thing was. (laughs) Moving on, my friend. Moving on.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, So as Harrison Ford is making the rounds doing press for Call of the Wild, inevitably questions come up about Indiana Jones 5. Now, he's mentioned that uh, they are in pre-production, that he is returning as Indiana Jones, uh, that Steven Spielberg is involved, that he will be directing the movie. All good things. I mentioned in the last episode, I'm a little concerned about Harrison Ford's age and being able to pull off an action role like that. So I'm hoping there might be a little bit of a uh, passing of the baton. But recently, um, you know, he's given a little more information about. you know, what the storyline of the movie is going to be Not the not the big MacGuffin What they're going to be going after But more of the, the intricacies He said, uh, well I'm not going to share the story with you Because that doesn't seem like a good idea But we'll see new development in his life His relationship And we'll see part of his history resolved So uh, a little cryptic Not exactly sure what that means But uh, obviously in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull He reunited with uh, Marion Ravenwood So maybe they're still together Maybe there's another son that is not Shia LaBeouf that uh, emerges, Chris Pratt, hopefully. And, yeah, I want uh,
1: short round back. Oh, I want short Hey, lady, back. you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> Hold on, ready we go for a ride.
0: <laughs> And
1: um, By the way, I was told last time when we discussed uh, indie by uh, our top fans, the Yendras there, they uh, said, no one else can play Indiana Jones. It's just, uh, it'd be too hard to imagine. So I... I, I get that you can't have any more like actual replacing Indiana Jones. Um, but I think, like you said, passing of the baton and have a new character and maybe spin the series off. Right. You might be able to do something like that. Yeah. Like we said, As I agree. They, you just, there's certain iconic characters. Like I never want to see anyone else play Marty McFly or Doc Brown. I right. don't ever want to see
0: it. Not Tom Holland or uh, Robert Downey Jr.?
1: no although that was a cool little video
0: that right. deep fake oh. yeah
1: yeah it was awesome so that's also on our facebook page amongst buried amongst articles but uh check it out man They whoever did that yeah. Who knows, yeah that was really good
0: yeah but i've said time and time again i think the perfect actor to take that passing the baton to become montana jones or colorado jones or new mexico jones would be uh chris pratt
1: yeah that's funny. Um, Neil has uh, he did mention that every time he plays the role of Indy, he has to relearn really how to use the whip. So and and he specifies he has been killing off his characters. So you never know. Maybe this is just the ending chapter. And um, Lacey had said, you know, Indy, the character Indy should die with him. No one else can play that role. So I think that would be a good way, kind of pass it. Um, but hopefully they do better than what uh, Kylo did. <laughs> and
0: driver did not come with character. No. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> All right. Moving on to uh, other big franchise and Chris Pratt, ironically enough.
1: Pratt? Pratt? Are Pratt. we talking? Ooh, I think so. I just hit my status button. There we go. God, I love that. I yeah. love
0: that soundtrack
1: i hum that damn song randomly <laughs> i don't know why it works people just look at me the younger kids don't they yeah don't, don't,
0: so we're talking dr-
1: are, they get it they like it yep we're you talking hot dog trust park eh it's a good movie <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, you
1: just got an improv there. I didn't I hit sound buns. I just, I acted it out for you. You know, try to be more me and less all over the place here. So,
0: <laughs> if I'm you, not even drinking, kids. No, nope, a, no, no princess yum yum today. No, just Kirkland water. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking Jurassic World 3, which we already know is going to be pretty epic. Um, you know, we've got Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum returning. Uh, Chris Pratt recently has come out and, basically said that this is the Avengers Endgame of the Star or not the Star Wars, the Jurassic Park of trilogy. The star
1: Wars!
0: Um, so we know it's gonna be big, big, big. Uh, news coming out is that we have a couple actors from the original Jurassic World movie, the first one with Chris Pratt, uh, reprising their roles, uh, specifically Jake Johnson and Omar Sy, who, uh, were both part of the original one. Um, it sounds like they're just gathering everybody back together, and uh, you know we don't know much about what the story is going to be about, aside from the fact that at the end of Jurassic World two, uh, all of those dinosaurs escaped into the real world. So,
1: yeah. I'm hoping this is the final one. To be honest with you, I think it's a good, good way to finish it. You had the original trilogy, now this will be kind of the culmination final trilogy i and hopefully they do really good with it kind of in the veins i know different stories but the way they did um uh days of future past with x-men how they incorporated the new trilogies with the old trilogies i wish they would have just ended with that instead of making those two crap crap tastic x-men's after (laughs) they stopped uh the apocalypse was fine but yeah
0: mm, dark phoenix Phoenix not so much yeah (laughs) no i'd say after this one you know let it lie for a decade you know let it do its thing we know there's a netflix cartoon series coming out um but then you know maybe revisit it in about 10 years
1: yeah that'd be good um got some some stuff the webisodes for it have been building up to this new jurassic park movie so um thanks neil for sharing that one because that that's good we want as much build up as you can for uh the next movie because i know uh chris pratt had just said on uh jimmy kimmel uh, i think two weeks ago or a week ago he's promoting uh onward Mm -hmm. and he had said he's getting into you know that shape you know that uh owen shape there so that way he uh can be ready to go with this movie and um kendra says speaking of hot have you seen jeff goldblum damn well, Shauna likes Jeff Goldblum.
0: <laughs> <Batman. laughs> she certainly does. Yeah. yeah. So does
1: Kendra. Yeah. Hi, Eli. Thanks for checking in, Mr. Yeah.
0: Montoya. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's series on Disney+, Plus, well worth checking out. Because he's hot. Yeah.
1: Damn!
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I watch. So hot. So oh, hot. All right. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, You know, we've been talking a lot about the next Batman movie coming out titled The Batman. We know... Uh, Matt Reeves is, is directing, uh, Robert Pattinson is Donning I'm the Cape and We have wonderful actors like Zoe Kravitz, who's playing Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth, Colin Trust Farrell us. as Penguin, and John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Um, I'm Batman. The take on this version of Batman... Has had me excited since Matt Reeves started talking about it. It's more of a noir driven, um, you know, de- detective comics version of Batman as opposed to, you know, the all out action Batfleck one that we got um, in the last couple iterations. All of that goes to say that uh, Matt, rele- Matt Reeves released a um, kind of a teaser first look at Robert Pattinson in the bat suit, which, I mean, if you've seen it, I've said, you know, told tony that it reminds me of the arkham city video game series arkham city arkham knight um you know has that sort of look to it i think robert pattinson pulls it off well and there's been a couple new set photos of him in the bat suit that uh, just sort of reinforce that as well
1: yeah we'll share that on our facebook page so if you haven't seen it i mean you could just google it but we'll make it easy just stick around on the facebook page i'll have those uploaded um I was kind of like the initial trailer or teaser trailer. I was like, okay, you know, but uh, you know, I do see what you see with the Arkham uh, style look. And after seeing the uh, set picks and him on the bat bike and stuff, I'm okay with it. I think he's looking pretty good. And uh, I think he's going to do really well with it. Uh, Ben Affleck just recently did an interview and said the reason why he dropped out of the Batman was due to the production issues and kind of the headaches of the justice league. So now that all that's kind of behind us, you know, and um, hopefully DC can continue to surprise us like they did with Harley Quinn and now the Batman, this teaser trailer, I like that it wasn't a trailer, it was just a teaser of the Batsuit.
0: Yeah, it was just a little camera test to see what it looked like, in in this case, very red lighting. But, uh, you know, and if your only exposure to Robert Pattinson is in the Twilight movies, Go and check out some of the other things he's done he's he's a fantastic actor you know i i wouldn't hold twilight over his head
1: yeah no he's gonna have to step out of that it's kind of like the daniel radcliffe thing you gotta break away from a character you've been known for um (laughs) neil said he does look like a bug-eyed he looks all bug-eyed like the tit so. (laughs) so that should be pretty funny um is he gonna sparkle in the sunlight? Um, if he sparkles in the sunlight, Batman's dead. You, you can't come back from that. No, nope. no shimmery crap from uh, the Twilight movies. And speaking of the Twilight movies, last night I tried to watch Charlie's Angels with Kristen Stewart. What a dog crap of a movie that was, man! Patrick Stewart should be ashamed he did that movie. <laughs> <It> was terrible. <laughs> but, oh, there you oh, go. Now is garbage, man.
0: I'm surprised you even tried.
1: Well, that's what the girls picked, and that's what I
0: watched. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's
1: my face watching that movie.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next story. Uh, Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker obviously was a huge hit money-wise in the theaters this summer. Um, you know, thoughts of diehard Star, Star Wars fans? Are Star Wars? Star Wars. Sky
1: <laughs> Wars. <Dr>. Star Wars. Doctor Star Star Wars.
0: Are mixed, but uh, you know, I enjoy it. You know, there there certainly are things that I would have changed. Uh, I mean, we could go into that whole dietary as we did a couple episodes back. So go back and listen to those. We won't revisit that. All that to say, we have a release date for the home video version of the movie, uh, with it hitting March 1st on 4K, Blu ray, and DVD. No, I'm sorry, digital. <gasps>
1: Press that early. Sorry, I was waiting for you to say the date. And then... Yeah,
0: <laughs> digital on March seventeenth, and then uh, about fifteen days later, March thirty-first for the home release version. So yeah, I was uh, gonna
1: say at first, if you said March first, I was like, wait, why would it come out before the digital? Like that's weird because I know digital comes out early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you can get uh, the special uh, steel book if you're into collecting that at Best Buy. That's where they're exclusive to. So, Best Buy will have their steel book uh, edition, which just has Kylo Ren on it. Nothing super spectacular. The regular 4K cover. Um, awesome Star Wars poster. It looks great. And then it uh, looks like Target gets a Target special. Um, looks like an artist uh, painted one. Okay. Uh, pretty cool. I think for my money though, I will, um, stick with, um, just the regular, uh, ultimate edition. Cause you know, now they're going to go back and Disney's going to release the massive box set with all of them in 4k and things like that. So.
0: Yeah. And you know. th- this, uh, release is going to have over two hours of bonus material has a feature length documentary titled the Skywalker legacy, which goes behind the scenes of episode nine. Um, Dives a little bit deeper, uh, storyboard to screen featurettes about, uh, you know, the land speeder chase. Um, exploring the ship that connects Rey to the mysterious uh, to the mystery of her missing parents. Uh, closer look at the new droid D.O. And then a conversation with Warwick Davis about his return to Wicket the Ewok. So some good behind the scenes stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's good. Um, Neil said too, as a longtime Star Wars fan, I think J.J. Abrams saved it. He's seen every Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back in theaters. Um, I like the I like his take on the new trilogy. I wish he would have done the second one because I did feel a lot of
0: the last of Jedi his
1: directors. Yeah, yeah like Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson and uh, he undid a lot of J.J.'s work in the Force Awakens. and Now he kind of went back and undid some of the stuff from you know the last Jedi. So. Um, while they weren't my favorite of the trilogies, I still enjoyed them. Um, I did enjoy The Rise of Skywalker, and um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this coming out. I'm looking forward to watching the behind the stuff. I really like Dio. Kind of wish he would have shown up in a Star Wars TV show. I think he could have done a little more with them. Um, and same with uh, Babu Freak, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was a heck of a character. So, and Carrie Russell would have been cooler if she showed up. Maybe she'll show up in The Mandalorian or something later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Russell, her character was sort of wasted a little bit. Also the um, uh, the other former stormtrooper that teams up with uh, with Finn at the end of the movie. I forget her character's name. She was sort of a waste of a of a character not necessarily needed to tell the story.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, not at the end. Um, I think they were just uh, trying to fit in all their bells and whistles that you got to have in movies nowadays. You know, you have to have all your requirements. So. Yep. Um, but I am, uh, I am excited for, uh, like Neil had said here too, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. If that's where we're going with the future star Wars movies, I'm, I'm all for it. I am too. Um, I, I trust uh, that the star Wars franchise is all good. I know we're on a star Wars tangent all of a sudden, but, uh, you know, like The Mandalorian? freaking awesome. Can't wait for that to come back, so. <laughs>
0: well, let's move away from Star Wars and over Okay, to... if we must. Over to Marvel for a story. So um, one of the more, more exciting announcements in this next phase of Marvel movies is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Touted Doctor as, Strange! Touted as the first Marvel horror movie, and it's Ooh. gonna tie in a lot of the uh, TV series that are happening as well, including uh, uh, WandaVision, and Loki. But uh, one actor that is not returning to the movie is Rachel McAdams, who played Christine no! Palmer. She will not be in this movie, uh, even though you know she was sort of the love interest in uh, the first Doctor Strange movie. The good news is that uh, we've got uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor and Benedict Wong. Returning, of course, uh, of four is Baron Mordo, who, if you follow the comic books, know became a villain, and then Wong, who is just awesome as a wizard.
1: Yeah, he was great. The first Doctor Strange was very cool, very uh, inceptionist like. Um, that's twice I got to say inception on this, <laughs> and I just like that sound effect, but um. Uh, I'm very excited, uh, for, uh, to see the next, uh, chapter in the Dr. Strange series. Um, it's okay that Rachel McAdams is not in there. It's kind of like when Natalie Portman disappeared from Thor. I mean, she was, uh, obviously in, um, second one, but disappeared for Ragnarok so.
0: and she's coming back for love and thunder though.
1: Yeah. So you <clears throat> never know. Rachel McAdams could come back there. I mean, it's a Marvel paycheck. Why would you not go back for it? I mean, it's not like she's doing anything nowadays that I can think of, movie-wise. Yeah. So.
0: And I actually—that's yeah, not
1: a knock. I do like her as an actress. I, yeah.
0: And it's I actually a saw fun. a rumor in the story for the first time.
1: <laughs> Mike says, "Well, no, Rachel McAdams. There goes my interest. <laughs> Marvel horror man. I it's know. Supposed to be scary. Come on. Well,
0: and you know? to talk to that." Um, there is an article that Sam Raimi may be the new director for Doctor Strange Two.
1: There you go. We'll just get we'll just get uh, Kristen Dunst in there, and maybe Tobey Maguire as a bad guy.
0: Well, I'm I'm not thinking Spider Man. I'm thinking I more know. Evil <laughs> Dead and his horror chops. There. Yeah.
1: So I Raimi is a heck of a good choice if they get him. That's awesome. And yes, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will be back. And yes, that is all you need because he is Doctor Strange. Yep. So you're yep. fine.
0: All right. So we're done with movie news. We're moving on to toy news, which we don't cover a whole lot in this show. But uh, this weekend was Toy Fair 2020. Yeah, we don't even have
1: a toy intro because we, we don't talk don't. toys. So we could do a generic one. <laughs>
0: Curious to see what you come up with.
1: It's the Pro Talk Pack. <laughs> it's the Toy Fair Show. It's a terrible intro. Let's talk some freaking toys. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, was bad.
0: All right, so all the news coming out of Toy Fair, um, I mean, there's some, some some wonderful things coming out, but I think probably the biggest draw has been everything Baby Yoda. You've got oh, yeah. an animatronic Baby Yoda, you've got a Build-A-Bear Baby Yoda, you've got a plush Baby Yoda, uh, pop Baby Yoda, Lego Baby Yoda, um, you name it, Baby Yoda is on it. Board games. Baby
1: Yoda condoms. <laughs> so small they're gonna fit ya, Becca.
0: <laughs> um, Mandalorian themed Baby Yoda operation and trouble board games.
1: Yeah, that's that's they're starting to jump the shark a little much. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh,
0: so if you know if you were disappointed that there wasn't enough Baby Yoda stuff at the launch of the Mandalorian, there's more than enough coming out soon. Um, along the lines of Mandalorian, and I think you shared it on our Facebook page. Lego has a set for. Uh, the Mandalorian ship, which looks fantastic. Oh, it looks great. It looks so cool.
1: I thought that and I know Michael liked this to see him and Bella, they do uh, the Lego brickheads, um, which I do have sitting on the shelf right over here.
0: Somewhere. Uh,
1: <laughs> but they have uh the child and the Mandalorian on there, which is really cool. If they tilt up, you can kind of see it. There you go.
0: Yeah, there they are.
1: Yeah, they're kinda in the background there.
0: Yeah. All right. Other uh new products to come out at Toy Fair, there's new uh, Minecraft figures, the boys will enjoy that. A whole bunch of new Funko Pops, including uh, Avengers, based on the video game, which we're going to talk about here soon. Uh, The biggest uh, anime that's out right now, My Hero Academia, which I know just about nothing about. Uh, The Boys, the Amazon series, uh, Pokemon, uh, (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! A couple... uh, marvel uh studio fun ones you've got <laughs> yeah let's
1: see if i can there you get go close enough to there so there's uh stan lee's know.
0: character from thor ragnarok which was fantastic
1: there you go hey, let's grow up you keep talking toys and... yep
0: you got valkyrie on the horse uh, right now tony's on the tiger electronics old Sorry, lcd we're games to the next one oh no you're fine uh those old tiger electronic games i don't know if you had any of those tone but those oh were yeah
1: i had uh had uh, x-men aladdin and i think i had sonic the hedgehog 2 not 3 but but those games were so just cheaply and uh you know it's just the same thing but they were so cool back in the day but it was just the little
0: <laughs> yeah you know. yeah um you know, Mortal Kombat 11 uh, spawn action figure, so his version from that. And then uh, Todd McFarlane actually just announced a uh, line of basically re-releases of his first line of spawn action figures from way back in 1995.
1: Cool. I, I'm a huge fan. I know when we talked with uh, Tim uh, before the show and we did that with Saturday Morning, um, Which, if
0: you're listening or watching this now, the video and podcast of that interview is going to be released tomorrow on Monday.
1: Yeah, so check that out. Real good, hour-long, awesome conversation with him. But I didn't mention, like, as an adult, one of the toys that, you know, I really appreciate are the McFarlane figures. You know, as you can kind of see in the Bronco thing down here, I've got the uh, the two Elway McFarlane's and two Peyton Manning McFarlane's toys. So they don't have to just be of comic books. And he does awesome sports figures as
0: well good detail I mean fantastic detail in those and then uh, just one you know final uh, note of what was released at um, uh, Toy Fair uh, Transformers which again is my favorite uh, toy series of all time. Uh, they're continuing on their War for Cybertron series with, I want to call it Earth Wars, something along those lines. Um, a lot of space themes, a giant Scorponok figure. Um, well worth checking out uh, if you're a fan of Transformers.
1: Gotcha. I can't wait, man. Sorry. I Lacey wants me to correct. She's the one obsessed with the uh, Lego Brickheads. They're just obsessed with the Legos. Um, also, hi, Heather. Miss
0: black devil <laughs> so um moving on to the next story of another series that was released obviously based on the name of this podcast we're talking ghostbusters i didn't realize that mattel had lost the rights to the uh ghostbusters figures and that hasbro has now picked them up Uh, They're releasing a whole line of Ghostbusters-based figures, similar to uh, like Black Series for Star Wars. Uh, Highly articulate, very detailed, and this first wave includes Peter, Ray, Egon, Winston, Dana, and Gozer. And they're doing what is very popular with the Hasbro comic book toys, where they're including a -A Build-A-Figure. So if you collect the entire thing, uh, you get to put together one of the terror dogs and so uh, it's,
1: you look like your old dog harley it does um, yeah yeah so that's what it looks like i'll get it closer but if you put them all together you will get that beautiful looking
0: picture yeah <laughs> but uh the detail is fantastic um you know the proton packs all have um you know really cool streams that you can stick in the ends of them and you know set them up the way you want to and I would assume we'll probably see an Ecto-1 here soon. Uh, Wave 2, you'll probably get Rick Moranis' character. You may get some of the uh, Ghostbusters 2 characters, um, you know, with the slime cannons and, of course, our favorite character, Vigo.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. The detail on these action figures, which you can check them out, that's already posted on our Facebook page. So you can check that out. That's already up. But, man, the detail they have on that that came out of the Toy Fair, amazing some yeah. good stuff right there i think it'll go good with the uh, ghostbuster funko pops right
0: <laughs> you think we'll get a yanosh figure no no yanosh for you <laughs> uh, there you be i set it up you knock it down yeah i try <laughs> <laughs> all right that does it for toy news all right we are finally to our last segment now we're talking video games which we do have an intro for oh we do Hey man, you want
1: to play video games? Is... All right, video games.
0: Yeah, so uh, the first video game that we're talking about is one we teased a little bit with the Funko Pop action figures We're talking uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes Or in this case The Earth's Mightiest Edition for PS4 uh, Is available for pre-order The game itself Comes out September 4th But the pre-order comes with not only the game But uh, basically a statue Of Captain America A little bobblehead of uh, Hulk um, A Thor keychain A little uh, Black Widow um, I have no idea what it is Belt buckle? I don't know, some Iron Man schematics, uh, some fun little things that, uh, you know, if you're a collector of these special editions for video games, this one might be worth checking out.
1: Yeah, um, I'm excited for the game. It got pushed back a little bit. It was supposed to be out in May, but it looks like uh, September is the new... uh... The new date for it, but um, they're going to do a beta first on PS4. It's going to be an original story. It's not going to have anything to do with the movies, Um, so you're not going to see the likeness of, like, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, or any of them, so don't be disappointed if they look a little different than what you're used to, because they are very modeled after real, you know, like, real world, but... Right. um, More so than their comic... uh, counterparts, I yeah. should
0: say. And my hope is that the reason it was pushed back is to work on the character models. Obviously, when we fought, first saw the teaser trailer for it, you know, yeah. Square Enix is known for some amazingly beautiful character models. I mean, just look at the Final Fantasy games. Uh, these ones were underwhelming and, uh, God, like, you know, you expect in video games that, you know, hair looks realistic. With what we saw early on, it looked like, you know, polygon, you know, single piece polygons look really weird. So my hope is that they fix that. Um and that is what plays into the pushback a little bit.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's in good hands with uh I mean Crystal Dynamics I don't remember so much uh other than Gex back from ps One, Right, yeah. And that was for at the time, man. The graphics and everything were real detailed. Today they don't hold up and they're pretty crappy. But um, you know, sleek and stylish, they have all kinds of uh outfit packs they're doing all kinds of pre-orders and um you know i think you know based on the trailers um it looks really awesome i've i've pre-ordered it um on amazon we're supposed to come out in may but this is, i'm learning <laughs> yeah. like you guys it is now um the four uh september 4th is what
0: yeah and the gameplay looks fantastic
1: oh it really does um We'll share uh, trailers and updates on our Facebook page to keep in check. But if you're a video game fan and you're looking for something cool, um, it has. And then there was a statement from uh, Crystal Dynamics and they said, to our fans, our ambition has always been to deliver the ultimate gaming experience for the Avengers. In order to achieve that goal, we have made the difficult decision to move the release date um, to September 4th. Um, We know we want to honor these legendary characters and we know what the superheroes mean to us so we want to deliver the original story campaign co-op and content for years to come so with that being said we need additional time to focus and deliver the high standards to our fans that they expect and deserve so I'm okay with that don't rush a game you're going to end up with something like Marvel versus Capcom Infinite which we're both Marvel versus Capcom fans and wow Infinite was just not a good game it was very nope. bad disappointed <laughs> by capcom and unfortunately the series is all but dead at this point because of that so.
0: yeah which actually uh is a nice little segue to our next story in that are we
1: uh, talking some capcom news we are and it ain't marvel versus capcom sadly but it is Adorkin! Uppercut. Street Fighter Five. <laughs> the more money, the more money you throw at us. Edition. Don't worry. Don't buy the first initial one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> buy the, by the tenth installment of this one. Yeah. So, Street Fighter Five is uh, out. I'll let you uh, roll it, and I'll chime in.
0: Yeah. So uh, Capcom is looking to move away from uh, Street Fighter Five. You know, Street Fighter is one of those franchises where, you know, they boy they bear down on a property and they stick with it till it's dead i mean how many different iterations of street fighter 2 were there then street fighter alpha then street fighter 4 and then we got street fighter 5 which again when it came out um it got a lot of criticism you know the the character models were sort of weird and and you know chunky uh which yeah. obviously played a lot into what you were talking about with uh, marvel versus capcom infinite uh there was a lack of gameplay the story mode was um short
1: yeah and, and, that, the, and a huge thing that hurt that hindered it was it was just on the ps4 so you're well that's great for playstation owners but you're taking away you know from you know at the time switch didn't exist when it came out but uh you take away from your xbox one crowd um they did finally release it for steam so you can play it on your pc now but other than that man there's not a whole lot and i remember buying this on a black friday deal two years ago i bought the bare bones 20 dollar edition i liked it i didn't ever buy any of the, the DLCs. dlc or anything but then they released the arcade edition and it had more characters and stuff and i think they wanted to charge me another 20 bucks for that and i'm like i'm not paying yeah. 20 more bucks but now they have the champion edition so This is the bells and whistles. So now you have 40 characters, 34 stages, over 200 costumes. Um, They just did a new updated patch um, or a netcode fix. So that way you have better chances of finding fighters online. Um, But um, there you go. If you're a fan of Street Fighter, this is the definitive and the last version they're releasing. The only thing they dropped the ball with this one is again, They could have released it on the Switch. I think it would have drove a hell of a lot of units. And even releasing this version, the final version on the Xbox, I think putting it out there for more of the masses to play um, would have done Capcom a huge service. Because Capcom, I'm a huge fan of the fighting games that they deliver. They have totally dropped the ball over the years. It's not what they're known for. There's other companies like uh, Bandai Namco put out Dragon Ball Z Fighters, which basically stole the thunder. It took everything that was fun about Marvel versus Capcom and threw it in their universe. And, uh, yeah, you know, while I'm not a big Dragon Ball Z guy, that game was a lot of fun to play. Um,
0: well, and Mortal it, Kombat and Injustice. I mean, they are the echelon of fighting games right now.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, uh, Evo is coming out, which is a big, a, uh, uh, fighting tournament. And they typically announce new games there for fighting world and stuff like that. So if you're into video game fighting, um, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition will be played by the pros, and Marvel versus Capcom 2 um, got brought Which back. Which is exciting, this. yeah. awesome, yeah. So there's there's good hope that, you know, that this Capcom version of Street Fighter, well, this Capcom, they're all Capcom, uh, <laughs> that Street Fighter 5 is well-received, and then um, hopefully there's some interest. I think they need to go back with what they did well. I yeah. think they strayed too far away, and the whole 3D model thing just never worked for Street Fighter. It was always a great 2D fighter. Um, The people that did 3D World well was uh, Tekken. Yep. Tekken was an awesome 3D fighter. Virtua fighter was great. Um, Dead or Alive, that was another good Namco one. Soul Calibur. So those are great 3D fighters, but for 2D, Street Fighter was definitely always a great 2D fighter. Um, I know you just picked up uh, the anniversary collection on the Switch during the uh, Capcom sale. Yep, yep. Played Uh, it with the the boys.
0: And, you know, it's when I... I hadn't played a whole lot of Alpha or Street Fighter Four, and so it was nice to sort of discover some of these characters that I wasn't familiar with, and yeah. and uh, you know even in Street Fighter Two you didn't have any of these power moves that you had to know the you know the movements for, and so it's been fun sort of re exploring the whole Street Fighter franchise.
1: Oh, absolutely! That was one of the biggest things we grew up. On. I was just out with my sister in law uh, at a uh, barcade. Um, down in Rapid City, South Dakota, uh, two nights ago, man. And we, I introduced her to Marvel versus Capcom One. They had it there, and she never played it before. So I said, it's really easy. Let me just teach you two buttons here. This tags this character in. This is your special move.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Hit buttons, and your and she kicked my ass, <laughs> yeah. which was great because I told her what characters to pick. I go pick War Machine and Gambit. I guarantee ya. Uh, you build up your power meter, you're gonna kick my ass. So and I and well, I did let her kinda of at first, but right. then she got down the button mashing and understood it. So yep. you know, I wish Capcom would go back to basics. Neil said it perfectly too. Go back to basics. Um
0: which they have a chance to do with Street Fighter Six now.
1: Yeah. Hi Heidi. Hi Jeremy, thanks for tuning in. They appreciate you guys. Yep. Also, thanks for everybody that just jumped on this last week. Um, I know i I hit the request all button on my facebook page which i didn't mean to do but i'm glad i did because now we have a ton of new listeners and there's so much interaction tonight this is great it's fun yeah thank you very much guys we we truly appreciate you thanks uh jake furlong being one of our new top fans thank you for sharing it on your page and giving us a shout out man yeah um means a lot to us
0: so and if, you. and if you did just tune in halfway through, three-quarters of the way through, you can always go back, rewatch the video, or, as you can see in the video, uh, we release it as a podcast in audio format. So, you know, you don't have to be watching anything. You can play it during a drive or a long day at work. And, uh, yeah, you know, let us know what you think. Subscribe. Please, please subscribe. Um, and, yeah, you know, we have so much fun putting it together and doing it that, uh, you know, we're, we try as hard as we can to make it a weekly thing, ideally Sundays, you know, right now. But this has been uh, a
1: good bit. Yeah, this, uh, this, I think this is the uh, perfect uh, opportunity. So um, we we do like interaction. So this is nice doing this live one to have you guys actually chime in. I know uh, we're not perfect. We don't get paid to do this, um, but it is getting better every week. Uh, Chris upgraded his equipment and uh, I'm going to be needing to obviously cause there are some technical difficulties on my end still, but, uh, whatever you guys want to say, um, you know, please chime in and, and Neil, thank you so much, yeah. man. You had a lot of good questions and, um, and insights. too. Yeah. yeah and, and it's always good. You know, I love that, that part too. So, um, yes, Lacey, I agree with you. It does help when it's not at 11 at night. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah. working retail it's kind of hard for me to do these but uh you know tonight worked out really well so uh again uh thank you guys please chime in let us know what we could be doing better we always you know give us some topics um some of the news stories this week were sent in to me by Lacy um and, and other fans so um feel free to do that and uh we're going to cut this out i think uh it's been a nice lengthy show and yeah uh,
0: so yeah. before you play us out, uh, make sure you uh, keep an eye on those podcasts and on Facebook for our, yep, Tony's sure, got the right idea, that, yeah. <laughs> for our interview with Tim Nidell of Saturday Morning Rewind. That was a lot of fun, and we did it just before this, and uh, we hope to bring you guys yeah. more fun interviews as well.
1: Yeah, and if you guys are looking for another fun podcast, too, you know, check his out, Saturday Morning Rewind Um You can go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. You can go to all the above to find him as well. Um, He has interviewed so many incredible voice actors, actors. Um, His videos are a lot of fun to watch. So, um, and and he's just been nothing but nice to us since we met him. So please give uh, Tim a uh, follow and support him as well. And uh, that's about all I got to say this week.
0: Yep, play us on out, Tom. All right, later, Gators. Um, And. This is out. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I am <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo <gasps> <gasps> Now we will Where's Fluffy? Goodbye.